when we talk about the not enoughs, not not pretty enough, not rich enough, not present enough with my kids, the, the root cause of the not enoughs is shame. See, I'm afraid to go there. Yeah. I don't want to be known that I'm not enough, so I just kind of block it. So you try and bury it as much as you can, so then you get more isolated and alone. I'm Richard Fox from Messages of Hope. No one is immune from shame. Today, Celia and I are talking with counsellor Anna Dakey. She's going to help us understand what shame really is and what we can do about it. We've all had times where we've done something embarrassing or made a mistake and felt guilty about it and wanted to disappear into the background. But shame is something different to that. There are a lot of things I feel guilty about, but it's a lot harder to think about shame. Yes, for, vi- shame, for this very reason, we don't identify it in ourselves because yeah. we live in it. It's kind of like a, an old daggy coat that we just kind of yeah. get used to it and go, this is part of me. For me, it was very much tied up with appearance, which is totally not logical, but, you know, the shame that I feel if I eat that thing that I shouldn't because it's been drummed into you as a child, what you should be and what you shouldn't be, and if you're not measuring up, then you shame yourself. It's more than being embarrassed. Yeah. It's that sense of I've got no control, I'm not a good person, it's Mm. it's something wrong with me. So we let shame dictate how we live Mm. or how we think about ourselves. It makes Mm. us hide, keeps us quiet. It makes us talk about it in a different way instead of naming it as shame, so we call it guilt. Yeah. All the people who have researched shame come up with the exact same result, and that is that we all have it, none of us want to talk about it, and the less we talk about it, the more we have it. Yeah, whereas it's easier to talk about things you feel guilty about. As a working mother, it was very much the things that I felt like I couldn't do well enough. Um, I felt guilty because I wasn't being this for somebody else or I wasn't good enough. And I can talk about that because I I suppose you connect with people who feel similarly like Mm -hmm. that and so you you feel okay to talk about the things you feel guilty about, but shame. So the, the way to identify any areas that we have shame in is anything that we feel like we're not enough Mm. of so I don't feel like I'm not I'm not pretty pretty enough not rich enough not present enough with my kids not whatever enough when we talk about the not enoughs the the root cause of the not enoughs is shame and see I'm afraid to go there yeah I don't want to be known that I'm not enough I don't want to be told I'm not a good person I don't want to be told that stuff so I just kind of block it Mm -hmm. and I think then there's that fear then of being vulnerable because you don't want that stuff revealed Mm -hmm. so you try and bury it as much as you can Mm -hmm. so then there's a fear of actually opening up and and it just yeah you get more isolated and alone you don't want anyone else to know that's right because you think you're the only one and that's Mm. i think how shame really grabs you it makes you think that you're the only one in the world dealing with this and it's all on you Mm -hmm. you're the problem it's not even that act or whatever it's you're the problem The words shame and guilt are often used to mean the same thing, but they're actually very different, life-changing different. Why, why do we need to identify whether it's guilt or shame? Does it matter? It matters hugely. Okay. Shame makes us hide and and the more we do that, the, the worse our self-talk is. So 
if you're feeling shame about something and you don't talk about it, then it can turn into depression, violence, bullying, addiction, suicide, eating disorders, negative those behaviors, kind of things. Negative ways of dealing yeah. with... If you see life where you might feel guilt about it, then it's going to create healthier relationships because guilt um, causes us to take action and make amends. You're going to be drawn to actually having a conversation with your partner or confessing to your boss that you made a mistake and that will then create change and help you to move forward in your life instead of hiding how you feel through unhealthy behaviours. That's really interesting as to why you go one way or the other. So all of us default usually to a shame self-talk shame response or a guilt self-talk guilt response or the third option is blame where we either blame others or we blame the world or we blame the government or we blame the cold like today I was grumpy it's like I blame the cold <laughs> um, and so we we tend to sit in either of those three categories. But, but what makes us default to either one or the other? That stuff is usually based on upbringing and, and how we were treated how we were disciplined so there's heaps of research about disciplining kids from a guilt perspective as opposed to a shame perspective. So saying, you know, it's not okay that you stole that would be guilt parenting as opposed to you're a stealer is shame parenting. And so you you like tell a kid that they're a stealer from like age five. Of course, they're going to grow up believing that to be mm. true. And then their actions will follow through from that. Yeah, because they just believe they're not good enough for yeah. it. Mm. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. I think, see, to me, that's there's a, a key in there about what shame is. And that's something that's done to you whether you accept that or not I suppose is also a choice yeah but to have someone call you that like name calling yeah. or an act on you mm. there is that shaming of you yeah that happens so you, so. that's right and then so you, you start to believe it yeah. yeah that's right yeah. especially when you hear it a number of times and and you know that can be even if you're brilliant at something mm -hmm. some people could shame you mm -hmm. to bring you down because yeah out of competition or spite yeah. or all sorts. It's amazing so, what mm. we can feel shame about when mm. other people could look at your situation and go, seriously, why do you feel shame about that? Like, But that's because their shame triggers have nothing to do with that. Yeah. They have something to do with other things. This is the, de the definition of shame. The intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are flawed and because of our flaws then we believe that we're unworthy of love and belonging. Whereas we know it's okay to be flawed, we all are. Correct. Isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So you, you know, know that logically though. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's emotionally. It. It's, but it's yeah. also that, that belief and that's what is so powerful, I think, to me about God is that, yes, we are flawed, but he loves us anyway. Mm -hmm. Whereas getting that unconditional love elsewhere, we find that hard to believe. Mm -hmm. And I suppose people find that hard to believe also that God loves us unconditionally. Do you struggle to believe that you're loved? Coming up, you'll hear how love changes everything. God truly loves you and can help you break free of shame. I think yeah. the, the love thing is how yeah. we deal with it. When you know that you're loved, mm. it can break that. So, like, if a parent, you know, who comes along and says, I love you, yeah. and, you know, no matter what you have done, Mm -hmm. the freedom and the peace that that gives. And what also I think that does is it builds a level of trust with that person who's feeling the shame to be vulnerable. 
Yeah. And so then you're okay that, to make mistakes. So I'm fine, like, you know, you can ha- almost you can hear yourself take a breath and go, mm. it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Shame traps us in that fear of, no, I'm not going to let this out. And that's where I think guilt can transition into shame mm-hmm. because you feel guilty and then it starts building into shame. And it's until I think we feel safe in that place that we can be vulnerable. And I think you're right. When we hear that God loves us unconditionally, the God who made us, gives us mm. life, even sees all our deepest secrets, even more than what we do, mm. yet still chooses to say, I love you. Chooses us. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think we see that when Jesus came, he made himself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He humbled himself to the point of a cross. Like mm-hmm. God didn't need to do that yeah. So what, is, for himself. What, what do those words mean, humbled himself to the point of a cross? Like what does that mean for me? Well, a cross is the ultimate symbol of shame. So in, in its time, the cross, the ro- way the Romans used yeah. that, was on a hill, exposed, everyone you're naked, see. everyone to see, you are yeah. shamed. You are yeah. the worst of the worst. No one wants to end up there. Yeah. And so for Jesus willingly choosing that, that to go there for us to show, no, not even this can break me and break my love for you. In a way, he's demonstrating and also taking that shame on us and saying, you can be vulnerable with me. Give it to me. Mm -hmm. Give whatever's locking you up and holding you back, making you depressed, bitter, angry, that list that you Mm -hmm. gave before, Anna. Give that to me. And I think then there's a freedom because it's, it's his and we can be vulnerable. And so I think first steps for me in trying to break shame is actually self-talk, talking to myself and saying, God, all right, this is being revealed to me. It's pricking my conscience in the middle of the night, but also praying to God and saying, help me deal with this, take this from me and give me your peace. And then knowing that he comes with his promises and says, I forgive you, I love you, and you are mine, and not that we're possession, not even just a friend, not no. a best friend. He's better than a best friend. He actually makes us like a, a child. He, it's he a makes real us bond, this real family space so that he says, no, I care for you and I love you. And I think then that gives us the power to then be vulnerable ourselves and share even just the, the, the tip of the iceberg of what we're experiencing with someone. And then someone else goes, oh, that's me too. Mm. Yeah, I could, I could never have told anyone that. But yeah. now that you're telling me, I guess I can. <laughs> yeah. isn't, that, isn't that funny? It's hard to talk about, but when you find that place of safety mm-hmm. to share that, that vulnerability, that's when you can almost start yeah. addressing it and healing. Absolutely. You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For more about breaking free of shame, go to messagesofhope.org.au where you'll find videos, podcasts and articles to help you. Or for a free booklet, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. I'm Richard Fox. I hope you can join me again next week for another Message of Hope.